Chapter One of From Different Standpoints. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. From Different Standpoints by Pansy and Fay Huntington. Chapter One Redwood, January, blank. My dear sister friend, and are you lonely in the midst of the city's whirl? Do you miss your brother? I am free to confess that I miss my sister. If it seemed like banishment when the old doctor ordered me from the city, at such an unseasonable time of the year, the reality quite fulfills the seeming. I suppose you have as much of an idea of what this place is like as I had before I saw it, which was only something less definite than my idea of the palace and surroundings of the man in the moon. Shall I describe the quaint old farmhouse? no indeed quaint old farmhouses have been described by illustrious pens until there is positively no opportunity for an original rendering of the subject please consult irving holmes holland now i think of it i fancy that this is not unlike the home where the family gathered at thanksgiving as pictured in bittersweet judging from what is brought out of the cellar its stores would compare favorably with those of that underground apartment to which Daniel and Ruth, was it Daniel and Ruth? paid a visit. The family, oh yes, there is Uncle Nathan and Aunt Phoebe and Margaret, their daughter, and very kind they all are. As to my health, I am improving slowly, but Dr. Mason assures me that I must not think of going back to my books before May or June with the time I have already lost, it will be too much to make up. So, farewell to ambitious schemes and dreams for this year. The class of sixty will have to find another name to hand down as their most illustrious representative. Seriously, I have small hope of being able to graduate with the class, though I manage to study a little. If it were not for this restless longing to get back to the university, I would be quite contented here." cousin kate's husband is mr fowler pastor of the church in redwood i find him a really agreeable and intellectual gentleman and i enjoy his society very much as for cousin margaret what is she like what should she be like but a daisy are not all margaret's daisies and is she not the purest and fairest of them all but like everything in this world she is a puzzle and a contradiction with her mother she talks like a staid and experienced housekeeper with her father she talks of business and accounts while to me she discourses of books and authors and thoroughly posted she is in modern literature and also she is a fair latin and greek scholar but in general society she is like half the young ladies one meets her talk is utter nonsense and i am afraid she is a wicked little coquette and yet she is the most saint-like christian i ever came across you see i don't know just what she is or which of her moods is her real self this morning she brought me my coffee i don't get up to breakfast with the family a very blue streak had come upon me i said oh daisy i am so impatient to be doing something i really cannot afford to lose so much time can you help it she asked no I snapped out the monosyllable like a cross dog. 
if i could help it i shouldn't sit here fretting a great while but since you can't help it you'll do your best to make yourself miserable and hinder recovery by getting up an indignation meeting all by yourself seems to me cousin perry i'd remember who it is that has this thing in charge and not be quite so rebellious but daisy if you were a young fellow like me with your own way to make in the world you'd feel as i do that every hour is precious i said taking sips of the delicious coffee to be sure she answered hours are precious whether we are making our own way or just making life pleasant for somebody else but i can't help thinking that god knows what they are worth as well as we do and if he puts us where we can't fill them with work of our own planning it must be that he has some other for us and we would better look around for it or within in my ill humor i was half vexed at what seemed to imply that a little inward searching and casting out would not be amiss but she seemed so perfectly unconscious of having said anything impertinent that i had to pass it over silently and after all it is a fact that i need to ask what was the occasion for my being laid aside in this helpless fashion just as my work was spread out for the years to come always supposing that there is an occasion for things an overruling providence as daisy has it what a comfort it would be to know whether that were truth or can't i can fancy myself lying quiet and at rest even here on my bed if only i could be sure that a great wise perfect being saw the whole story of my life finished and knew just why the illness came in and had his grand reasons for it una it is splendid theory the only trouble is i can't believe it i wish with all my heart that i could it would be such a comfort this is certainly a remarkable letter you will give me credit for writing very few such i wish you were here to help pass away the hours i fancy you would like daisy though she is certainly unlike you as possible by the way that is a mark of wonderful genius the ability to create so many people and have them so unlike each other there i'm running off to theology again it is time to close in fact it is anyway my pulse is about two hundred and eighty i should judge to guess by the way the blood races through me and i am trembling like a leaf in the storm all because i have attempted the writing of a letter there's strength for you una write to me a long letter tell me everything do help to keep me alive through this dreary weary winter as ever your brother perry harrison End of chapter 1